forward to another edition of State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. Along with my co-host, John Spataro, my name is Jason Gotch. Great to have you aboard as we get you set for week nine of the National Football League season. But before we do that, you know the drill on this show. John and I always tell you how we did the previous week, win or lose. And, John, you got back in the win column last week. So, for the listeners who took John's advice, it was a pretty good week. Recap how week eight went for John Spataro. You're right about that. It was good to get back in the win column. I went 2-1 and one on my best bets of the week last week. Let's start with the wins. Uh, all over Miami, plus 3.5 at home against the Rams. I thought that was just a good matchup. Uh, you know, the Rams flying all the way across the country, playing a little bit better teams. They might have overlooked this one. I was a little bit high on Tua Tagovailoa's uh, debut in the NFL. He actually did not uh, really factor into that game nearly as much as the defense and the special teams did, but a wins a win the Dolphins beat the Rams 28-17 and I easily cash on the home dog there and then another game that really shocked everybody across the NFL but I was pretty confident about this one as well it was the Cincinnati Bengals uh, getting points at home against the Titans who two weeks ago I think I called the best team in the AFC they've now lost two games in a row uh, albeit against the Steelers who are who are a really good team and the Bengals who you know might be knocking on the door of an up-and-coming team Joe Burrow is starting to play better that team just starts to look better each and every week so they may finish uh, a little bit higher than people think uh, especially if Burrow keeps playing that way but again another home dog five and a half points all over that one the Bengals cover easy and then my loss to the Baltimore Ravens at home they were four point favorites the Steelers the aforementioned Steelers came into town and beat them by four so the number was right I was just on the wrong side and uh, that that's that's one I can live with you know the the Ravens are kind of a tough team right now uh, uh, they're, they're not really getting the same Lamar Jackson that they got at his MVP season last year. So it's going to be tough going forward to figure out when they're going to finally start playing uh, at a high level again uh, against high-level competition, and that's what the Steelers are. So I'm all right with that one. On to the Bears game, which I know we're going to talk a lot about in a little bit. I did cover uh, my bet uh, taking another home dog. Again, I, I took the Bears. Uh, I thought that they were going to keep that one close in an overtime loss. We have a lot to say about it, but, uh, but it was enough for a Bears cover. So I'll take that one. All in all, two and one in the best bets. Got the Bears game right uh, on the side there. So I'm uh, happy about that. Hopefully we will continue that in week nine. All right. Good work by John Spataro in week number eight, putting together a winning campaign as he was able to go two and one with his best bets. And he also took the Bears in that overtime loss plus the points. They, as John said, covered that spread. Well, I, Jason Gotch, will start off with the good. The Kansas City Chiefs, I had them laying the big number. You got it maybe at 19, 20, 21. You had to lay that. No problem betting against Adam Gaze and the Jets. That seems like the, the smart thing to do this season. The Jets are... Probably the worst team in the National Football League. There's some other teams out there along with them, but the Jets are really, really bad, and Kansas City took care of them 35-9 to last week. So you got the easy cover in that contest. I was with John with the Baltimore Ravens. I took them as well, minus the four, and as John told you, uh, the Steelers won that game by four, 28-24. So had the number right as far as the points go, who's going to win by four points, just picked the wrong team. Good work by the Steelers. They're having a really, really good season so far. And I was on the Tennessee Titans last week. 
week. John was the smart play there. He took the Bengals at home against Tennessee. The Titans coming off that loss to the Steelers. I thought they would bounce back. They did not. Joe Burrow and the Bengals win in the jungle. Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati. So the Titans do not cover that one. They lose it 31-20. to So one and two for me, Jason Gotch, with my best bets. On the Bears game, I lost the side. The Bears covering that one. The Saints were the favorite on the road. Did not cover the numbers. The Bears lost or won that one twenty six or lost that one twenty six twenty three in overtime. Straight up, but they won it on the line. I did take the over in that contest though, and that one went well as we won with the over. So one and two with the best bets, splitting on the Bears. Not the best week for Jason Gotch. Looking to get back on track this particular week with the Bears pick and also the best bets. This is State Lines where you get the best profile football information, gambling-wise and otherwise, in the state of Illinois. John, let's talk more in depth now about uh, the Bears game. Breaking news this week, the Bears are having some issues with COVID on Thursday. An unidentified player tested positive for the coronavirus, so they paused all in-team activities. It's a go for Sunday still, that game in Tennessee against the Titans. But aside from some issues with three players now on the COVID reserve list for Chicago, uh, the Bears' offense, again, struggling most of the game against the Saints. They, they come back late, scoring 10 points in the final four minutes to force overtime. But a similar story that we've seen each and every week from the Bears. Nick Foles is hot and cold. The offensive line is not very good. The running game is suspect. But the defense is darn good, and the Bears battle everybody down to the wire. Well, that's why I got a win on them last week was because I said that I didn't think the defense was going to put up two poor performances uh, like they did in the week prior against the Rams. And for the most part, uh, they held their own. I mean, you're going to give up a lot of yards to Alvin Kamara. Uh, Drew Brees is going to find a way to throw some touchdown passes. But all in all, a pretty impressive performance by the Bears D. And just yet again, this offense can't get into that second gear and get a little distance between them and the other team. It just happens week in and week out. It happens happens with Trubisky, who we saw play for one play uh, in this last week's game, and uh, it happens with Nick Foles. It just seems to be exactly what I thought the Bears were going to be this year, just impossible to figure out on the offensive side week to week. You just don't know what you're going to get. You mentioned, Jason, it's very encouraging to see them score 10 points in the fourth quarter, uh, especially late, to force overtime. I thought that that was a, you know, a really uh, momentous part of, of the game and possibly of the season. If the Bears come back and win this, you know, you, you don't really really know what could what could happen uh, but then in overtime once the Bears get the ball again you, you know that even if they get it first uh, the likelihood of them setting up a field goal or, or God forbid getting a touchdown are so low you're just not going to find it you're, you're just not expecting that out of the offense so going forward I know a lot of people are talking about getting Mitch Trubisky back into the game he's actually being evaluated to possibly have shoulder surgery uh, according to some reports uh, releasing this week so his status is up in the air I, I really don't think that Foles is playing uh, you know, good enough to be the quarterback no matter what going forward. But now, you, you mentioned it, Jason, the story has completely flipped on its head uh, to this game against the Titans and who exactly is going to get on the field for the Bears uh, because of a COVID outbreak. We knew that this was going to be an issue coming into this season. For the most part, the Bears have avoided any large uh, COVID outbreaks up until this point. Obviously, the Titans, uh, they had to postpone two of their games.
games. They, they got them played, uh, but they had a lot of schedule issues earlier in the year. So that team has had their share of uh, COVID uh, rescheduling as well. So if, if I'm looking at this game from a betting and a fan perspective, I'm going to tread very lightly with this and try to place a bet as late into the weekend as you possibly can. It's a noon kickoff. I'm talking wait until 1130 until you finally get a definitive answer who's going to be on the offensive line, who's going to be on the defense, who's playing quarterback, who's at receiver. You just don't know. So I'm in no rush to put a, a hard pick on this game just yet. Uh, and, and I think that's just because of, of the situation. COVID's going to be uh, a thing this year. It's going to continue on all the way to the Super Bowl. But my betting advice to everyone out there is be patient. There's no reason to uh, put a bet down and, and commit some money until you know exactly who's going to be on the field. Hey, John, let me follow up because you mentioned Mitchell Trubisky, and it, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to go this week. You never say never, but he had that shoulder injury, suffered in the one play, came in, ran the ball against the Saints. If Trubisky was healthy, what would you do with this quarterback position? Because like you said, it's not like Nick Foles is playing great football as the starter. You think there's a rotation scheme around that, that would help the Bears if uh, we can get Trubisky healthy sooner rather than later? I'm sure there is, and I'm sure someone could figure out how to get these two guys uh, elevating their play a little bit. I don't know if Matt Nagy's that person. He seems pretty resigned uh, to doing like a two-quarterback system. It was funny that we saw Trubisky do that one run play against the Saints because everyone talks about how he could be a Taysom Hill-type quarterback where he comes in and, and has specific running plays for him and then goes to the sidelines and lets Drew Brees play the rest of the game. So maybe that's his future. I don't really know. I, I said this when Trubisky was playing uh, – at the beginning of the year. I don't know if Foles would have been doing worse than him. And at this point, after four games now of, of Foles as the starter, I don't know if Trubisky would be doing worse than Foles. It's, it's very hard. Both of these guys are very limited in their skill sets, and they both present different challenges. It looks like Foles is a little bit more composed and is able to make a, a read or two more than Trubisky, but Trubisky blows him away in just true athleticism. Foles takes so many sacks that you would at least have a chance to evade if you had Trubisky back there. So it's a it's a bad problem to have, and it's a tough problem to have. Uh, but the backup this week might be Tyler Bray. So this all might be moot if, if Trubisky has sh shoulder surgery and he's unavailable for a long stretch of time. I would get used to Nick Foles uh, un until further notice if, if I'm a Bears fan. It certainly is a situation where, as a Bears fan, you have to be concerned about that offense because so far, basically, through the first half of the season, is left a lot to be desired. He is John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. This is State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. And just to build on what John said about the Bears, uh, you look at this defense, and I think that's one of the frustrating aspects from not only a gambler's perspective, from but a Bears fan perspective as well, that you see that this defense has come together. Uh, they make the plays when they need to. They're not perfect. It's not the greatest defense in NFL history and then close, but it's one of the better defensive units in the NFL. And you look at it game by game, and they're playing in these contests against teams like the Saints. And granted, they did rally the Bears uh, to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers a few weeks ago on a Thursday night. But you look at the game against the Saints, and you say, if the Bears had a consistent offense, that's a game that they would win. Straight up, not worrying about the spread, but also from a gambler's perspective, that's a game that they did cover, but again, they needed 10 points in the final four minutes to push it to overtime. So from a Bears betting perspective, you never feel too good because even as the defense continues to do quite well, you never know if it's just going to be horrendous performances by the offense to sink you you and your, and your bet, not just being a fan of the team, your betting perspective as well. So that's the thing that uh, Bears fans and Bears vet betters 
they also have to find consistent uh, when they look at and, and, and give an analysis of this team. And and like John said, uh, Nick Foles right now, very inconsistent. And, and it, I don't know if that's going to change, especially the one element in the room that we really haven't discussed in depth but probably should be discussed is that offensive line is just not good. It does not give Foles a lot of time to throw the ball. Uh, and Matt Nagy's play calling at times leaves a lot to be desired. But that offensive line, you really can't run behind that unit consistently, whether you believe in David Montgomery or not. So all things to consider, not only from a fan perspective when you look at the Bears, but also from a gambling perspective. Because when you're betting on games, the number one thing you want to do is make money. It's not about the winners overall, straight up. It's about the winners against the spread. He's John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotcha. We come back. We'll take a closer look at the Bears game against the Tennessee Titans coming up on Sunday afternoon down in Nashville. Also, we'll look at some of the games from the gambler's perspective that are going to be on local TV in the state of Illinois. We'll break those down as well. Give you our best bets later in the show against the spread. All that and more on state lines right after this. State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, and I am joined on the show, as always, by my outstanding co-host. He's John Spataro. And, John, it's that time of the program where we take a closer look at the upcoming Bears contest. As last segment, we recapped our picks from week number eight. But the Bears on the road this week looking to snap a two-game losing streak overall as they play at the Titans. The Titans are a 6.5-point favorite. The total in this game is 46.5. Again, some issues for the Bears right now. Backup QB Mitchell Trubisky, his status is uncertain. He injured his throwing shoulder in that loss in overtime to the Saints back on Sunday. Trubisky playing one play in that game. He ran the ball, and he did get hurt. So Tyler Bray, as you mentioned in segment number one, could be the Bears' backup. Also, the Bears battling some coronavirus issues. They've had three players this week uh, test positive and get put on the coronavirus list. Not big-name players for the Bears, but still their their roster will be a little down heading into this game. They're going to have to make some moves uh, to get that roster back up with some fill-in guys. So how do you see this one playing out in the Titans' perspective, John? Let's look at that for a second. You know, this is a team that a couple of weeks ago was undefeated, then they lose at home to Pittsburgh, and last week uh, they got spanked around pretty good in Cincinnati. So these are two teams on two-game losing streaks overall straight up. Uh, both need a win here, and the Titans, at least according to the odds makers, are the favorite. Yeah, something's got to give here. Both teams coming in uh, after losing their last two games. I think I'm going to give the edge to the Bears in their strength of schedule over the last two games. The Rams are uh, pretty certain to be a playoff team, and so are the Saints. Uh, the Titans had a good game uh, and, and lost against the Steelers and then had kind of a baffling loss to the upstart Cincinnati Bengals last week, like I told you in segment number one. So uh, if you're looking at this game and you know everything is equal and everyone's healthy, and nobody is going to miss the game because of COVID. Uh, the line right around Bears plus six and a half sounds interesting. Uh, you know, the Titans, like we said, were, were at one point viewed to be the best team in the AFC. I don't think that that's the case anymore. Ryan Tannehill's kind of slowed down. He was playing at a ridiculous level when this team was looking really good. He's not really playing that well anymore. So at that point, 
I would be inclined to take the Bears if everything was normal, if everyone was healthy, and COVID had not been running through the Bears locker room. However, like I mentioned in the first segment, if you are looking to bet this game, I would recommend waiting because you're going to find out more as the week goes on. It seems like every day new names or new position groups uh, get sent home or get quarantined or whatever they need to do to contain this thing. Uh, There's just a lot of moving parts at the moment. So if you are looking to play this game, which I don't necessarily uh, would would say I would not make this one of my best bets, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I would wait and I would try and see if this line moves up or down depending on who gets pulled from the game or who gets subbed in. I would not lock yourself in early to a line that could change. However, if you're thinking the Titans are going to win regardless, um, you know, you might have a good chance here to get them uh, at, you know, a a decent money line or a decent uh, spread. If you're going to bet the favorite, you know, the Bears are technically only going to be able to get worse if they have to put backups in. So there is another side to this, I suppose. However, for me, I would think that the Titans are going to win this game no matter what, just because of the status of the Bears roster right now. However, the spread and everything surrounding it, I just can't make a comfortable pick on it. If I have to, give me the Titans to cover. I think they're going to win pretty easy. However, uh, I, I would really recommend waiting to see how this one shakes out. All right, there you go, John, with his Bears preview, and I think that's some pretty good advice, John. This is one you might want to wait closer to game time to take a look at that line. And when I look at this one, I look at the Tennessee Titans, six and a half points. I don't like laying that many points, but if I got to pick it, I'm going to go ahead and say Tennessee covers the six and a half. Derrick Henry is always good on the ground, though. Last week, he ran for over 100 yards in Cincinnati, and the Titans, for the first time ever, lost a game when Henry ran for over 100 yards in a contest, they were 16-0 and in those situations entering last week's game straight up. They ended up losing to Cincinnati, and the Bengals handed the Titans their second loss. The Titans are 5-2 and on the year. And it's not easy to run against that Bears defense. I don't know if Henry will get to 100 yards, but I think he'll do enough. And Ryan Tannehill, as John said, has has dropped off a little bit from his hot start to the season. But this is, again, one I just don't trust the Bears' offense enough on the road right now against an opponent that I think is a little bit better than the Bears. Even though the Titans have lost a couple games in a row, I think they're a better team on paper. I think they were a better team through the first several games of the season, even though the Bears got off to that 5-1 and one start. So do I trust the Bears in a situation on the road? Granted, it's limited fan attendance here in Nashville. Or there will be fans in the stands. I, I just don't to cover that six and a half number. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to run with the Titans. I'm going to say they, they cover the six and a half. But again, I wouldn't bet it till close to the game time because we don't know about the Bears coronavirus issues. And we'll have to see what that number actually locks in as. Although, you know, one thing, if you do want to bet it early and you're going to say, hey, you know what? Maybe the Bears will have some more guys missing and that line might go up. You might get some value if you lock in now. But a lot of uncertainty again in this one from the Bears' perspective. If I look at the total, I have a feeling that this one is going to go ahead and go over that number. Well, I don't love the Bears' offense. Again, I think the Titans might be able to put some points on the board. The over-under is 46.5. Again, I don't really like the total as much as I do the Titans on the side, but if I've got to pick the total, I'm going to say over 46.5. So give me the Titans minus the 6.5. Give me the over of 46.5. He is John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. We continue here on State Lines where you get the best pro football gambling information in the 
state of Illinois. Later on in the show, we'll give you our best bets against the spread. But before we do that, we do like to go around and look in depth from a gambler's perspective at some of the games that you will see on TV here in the state of Illinois, not only on Sunday afternoon, but the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. And for this segment, we're going to take a closer look right now at a couple of the Bears rivals, the Lions playing the Vikings this week. Uh, the Vikings had a you know a nice win in Green Bay last week. The Lions have been surprising at times this year, but of course uh, they'll also disappoint you quite often as well. Right now, the Vikings are listed as a two-point favorite in this game. Uh, the total is 53 points. John, what do you think about the Lions and the Vikings Sunday afternoon in Minnesota? You can really stress yourself out doing a mental exercise trying to figure out who is actually good in the NFC. And I'm talking about all three divisions. It's really tough. I mean, the Packers at times looked like the best team in the NFL. They lost to the Buccaneers, got back on track a little bit, and then lost at home to the Minnesota Vikings, a team that they blew out and completely buried at home uh, the first game of the year. It, it's kind of inexplicable. I mean, Delvin Cook ran all over the Packers on Sunday. And then for the Lions, uh, you know, they've kind of played up and down all year as well. They had a, a win in the bag that got away versus the Bears in week one. Won. They've won a couple more games, you know, got the 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 spirits up. They had a chance to go over 500 last week, and they got absolutely stomped by the Indianapolis Colts, who are not necessarily an offensive powerhouse. They're more of a defensive powerhouse, and the Lions uh, let the, uh, the Colts score over 40 points last week. So both of these teams, and really every team in the NFC, has inconsistency problems. And I, while I don't think either of these two teams are going to be in contention for the division championship, it's not out of the realm of possibility that a hot start or a hot middle of the season uh, from these two teams could get them into the last wild card, the same spot that the Bears are currently uh, projected for or competing for. So um, th this game means a lot, I'm sure, to both of these two teams. I'm sure that uh, the Lions and the Vikings, you know, both have higher expectations than their records uh, state. But I got to go with the Vikings in this one. I, I think that they really uh, made a statement beating the Packers. I think everyone was ready to to bury them and say that their season was over. But you get Dalvin Cook back and he goes for four total touchdowns and over 200-something yards uh, from scrimmage. I, I think that that's, that's enough to, to think that this team's going to play well two weeks in a row. Uh, the line right around four, I think that's a little low, uh, especially for a, a, a game being played at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, give me the Vikings in this one, and but again, I, I can't really say that I, I know uh, much about the future for either of these two teams. They're just too dang, dang inconsistent. <laughs> They certainly are. The Vikings will lose a game like this one after they beat the Packers in the previous week. But Matthew Stafford's on the COVID list right now for the Lions, though he could still play on Sunday. His status is up in the air. The spread in this one is two. I'm, look, I'm going to roll the dice here, and I'm going to say the Lions give us a surprising victory. The Packers... Uh, Vikings game. Maybe it's a letdown spot with the Vikings winning in Green Bay last week. So I'll, I'll say the Lions give me them plus the two points on the road. Two teams I don't think we'll see in the playoffs this year. Hopefully it'll be an entertaining game for those of you who get it on the TV in the state of Illinois. But I don't think it's some of the best football you're going to see. And certainly from the gambler's perspective, if you want to bet on a game you're watching on TV, that's probably why you bet this game. But otherwise, it might be one you better stay away from and just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to watch some bad football on a Sunday to pass the time. He's John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotcha. We come back. More picks for some of the games that you're going to see on TV this week in the state of Illinois.
Illinois later on in the show. We'll recap our Bears pick for the week, and we'll also give you our bets, best bets for week number nine in the National Football League. All that and more coming up right after this. Welcome back to State Lines. It's the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. He's John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. You look at the Sunday night game of the NFL this week, John, and boy, this is a good one. This is why you watch the National Football League, not only as a gambler, but as a fan. The Saints and the Buccaneers down in Tampa. You got to give a lot of credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization. Look, they went out and got Tom Brady in the offseason. That's worked out very well for them. They just added Antonio Brown, who's back in the NFL. Rob Gronkowski was added at the start of the season. So with Bruce Arians as the head coach, uh, the Buccaneers have really put it all in this year to try and get that franchise their second Super Bowl championship. But the Saints have other plans as they want to win the NFC South and win the NFC and get their second Super Bowl championship for that franchise. Drew Brees against Tom Tom Brady, primetime football, supremacy in the NFC South could be on the line here. The Saints did win the season opener straight up against the Buccaneers. So this is a big one for both teams, especially if New Orleans were to win this one, they would have the tiebreaker in that NFC South race. So you look at the number in this contest, the Buccaneers are a four-point favorite right now. Uh, What do you think of this one as we break it down for you here on State Lines? Yeah, and this is uh, really probably going to be one of the best games in the NFC all year. Um, you know, not necessarily because uh, this is this is the only time we get to see this team play. They open the the year against each other in Week One, in which the Saints won. However, I would say that the Buccaneers, since they've been able to get Rob Gronkowski involved, I think he's scored a touchdown in three straight games. They look like a different team, and and really they look like they're poised um, to really make a run here. And, and I, I said after they lost to the Bears that uh, you know. That loss keeps getting worse for them as the Bears look to uh, fall, you know, three weeks in a row to some better competition here. And it gets better for the Bears because the Bucks keep playing better. It looks like a better win for the Bears overall. So uh, between these two teams, they they have a little bit of similarities, right? They have the aging quarterback legends. Uh, both of these two are, are jockeying for position for the all-time lead in NFL touchdown passes. So we'll probably see that record set and broken and set and broken a couple times during this game. But all all in all, I think this one comes down to the number because the first game of the year, these two teams in the Superdome uh, were the exact same number, except the Saints were favored by four points. They went on to win that game by 11 points, 34 to 23. So that's only a touchdown swing. However, they were able to take care of it. Now the Buccaneers are at home. They're getting four or they're giving four points as the favorite. I think I'm going to take the Bucs. I think they're playing better than the Saints. I, th- I really do. I, I don't think this is going to be a repeat of week one. I think, like I said, since they've got Gronkowski involved, they've also made a couple changes with Letter Fournette and Ronald Jones in the backfield recently. There looks to be some, uh, you know, changes happening there. It, it just seems like they're figuring some things out. And I think Brady's going to find a way to get it done on his home field. I think this one might even look close to what we saw the Packers game uh, a, a few weeks ago between the Packers and the Bucks. So give me Tampa Bay. Give me Tom Brady. I think that this one just doesn't have the right number. I think that the Bucks are going to win by a touchdown or more. So let's see what happens. Yeah, John, I'm with you on this one as well. I'm going to go ahead and lay the points with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, they know how important this game is for NFC South supremacy. They know they lost to the 
Saints earlier in the season. You don't want to go down 0-2 with the tiebreakers. And you go ahead and you look at that Saints offense, even last week. Look, as great as Drew Brees is, they got an excellent running game with Alvin Kamara. Uh, you look at the Saints and you say, at times this, this offense has been inconsistent. They struggled to win that game at the Bears. Maybe a little bit of a look ahead, but inconsistent play from New Orleans where I think Tampa Bay on their own field gets this one done. And I think a big reason why is the fact that Tom Brady at quarterback will make enough plays against the Saints defense. I think that defense for the Buccaneers will do just enough against the Saints to keep Drew Brees out of rhythm and do enough to slow that New Orleans running game down. So I look at this one and I say, yeah, that line could easily be maybe five or six if you really analyze how these two teams have played in recent weeks. And you look at the standings in the NFC South and you see how important this game is to Granted, both teams, but again, that tiebreaker, when you look at the, the Buccaneers are 6-2, and two, the Saints are 5-2, and two, the Panthers are 3-5, and five, the Falcons are 2-6. and six. So you throw those teams out at the bottom. But if the Buccaneers lose this game, both teams are, both teams, uh, well, the Bucs would be 6-3, and three, the Saints would be 6-2, and two, and the Saints would have the tiebreaker, so they'd in essence have a game-and-a-half lead on Tampa Bay. So I, I think the urgency here for Tampa Bay, again, at home, they're 3-0 and oh this year. The Saints are 2-1 and one on the road. Both teams come in on winning streaks. The Saints have won four in a row, and the Buccaneers have won three in a row. So two hot teams, great to see on your TV set. This is one of the Sunday night games where you're going to look back on the, I think, uh, at the end of the season and say, hey, that was one one of the better ones I'm going to see all year. I think it'll be a good game, but I think in the end the Buccaneers win it, and they cover the four points. So give me Tampa Bay minus the four. All right, another game, John. I wish I could tell the listeners here on State Lines where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. Just hyping up that Saints-Buccaneers game is really the game of the week in the National Football League. I wish I could tell you the Monday night game was just as good, but unfortunately, not so much. The Patriots are a seven-point favorite at the New York Jets. The total in this one is 41.5. The Jets, I think, are the worst team in the NFL. I'm a little bit surprised Adam Gay still has a job with the Jets 0-8, with that team floundering. I mean, they've scored 94 points this year and given up 238 points. They haven't been competitive in most games. Sam Darnold, when he's healthy, is not developing as the franchise quarterback the Jets drafted him to be. But I guess if you're the Jets, maybe you say you're riding out with Adam Gaze. Why bring in an interim coach? I think at the end of the year, Gaze will certainly be gone. And the Patriots... Look, right now, Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. There's no doubt Belichick is one of the all-time greats, and Brady as well. But Brady's flourishing without Belichick. Belichick, not so much. The Cam Newton experiment has not gone well for the New England Patriots. I can't believe I'm looking at the standings right in front of me, John. You you, you know, for over a decade, we've been used to, really, almost two decades now, we've been used to the, the, the Patriots on top of the AFC East. They're currently in third place. The Bills are 6-2, and two, the Dolphins are 4-3, and three, and the Patriots are 2-5. and five. How the world changes in just one year, and you look at this game right now, the Patriots are a seven-point favorite at the Jets. What do you think? This is not one you're going to sit in front of your TV because you like watching football. It's one if you bet on it, you're going to have a lot of interest in. Sure is. I, I don't think that this one's going to break any ratings records necessarily unless everyone's trying to get some action on this. I, I really don't think that this can be saved in terms of on-the-field product. Which fan base would you rather be right now? The New York Jets, who are just downright terrible, but you know that there's probably brighter days ahead, which I know a lot of Jets fans would probably roll their eyes at me saying that because this seems to be a perennial thing of them just falling out of contention early in, on in the year and just absolutely uh, incompetence from some of their 
coaches and, and their picks over the years. However, you're going to probably finish in the in the bottom two or three teams in the league, possibly the number one overall pick, which leads you to Trevor Lawrence and a new coach and a new future. If you're the Patriots, you know, you came into this year really hoping that, you know, everything that you had achieved uh, with Brady and Belichick was going to carry over and that you could put any quarterback back there in Belichick's system and you were going to be fine. And Cam Newton's just not getting it done. And if he's not getting it done, someone else has to. And who's that going to be if you're the Patriots? You're going to have to find another quarterback somewhere. If there's somebody to pull a diamond out of the rough, I'm assuming it's going to be Bill Belichick. I mean, he has to be one of the greatest coaches of all time for a reason, right? Finding guys, getting value out of guys that other people don't think have value. I'm sure he's got a plan. However, in this season right here, this game is really going to be tough to watch between these two. I think as badly and and as wild of, of a pick that this is going to sound as poorly as the Jets have played. I think I'm going to take them to cover a a seven and a half point spread in this one. I'll lose the game for sure. I don't think that they're going to win, but I think that they're going to cover just because, uh, you know, they have a little bit more going for them on defense, uh, certainly than they do on offense. So the Patriots really don't surprise me anymore. I mean, it's it's been a few weeks now. It, It doesn't really seem like this is a one or two week stumble. It seems like they're having a problem with their offense. It starts with Cam Newton. It ends with Cam Newton. I, I don't know if he's uh, going to be able to play much better than he has been and get this team back into a playoff push. So give me the Jets to cover. Give me the, the Patriots to win. I'm probably going to be channel surfing during a, a decent amount of this game anyway, but uh, I, I think the Jets will find a way to cover. All right, John Spataro locked in on the Jets. I'll go ahead and say the Patriots take out some frustration here. I just can't do it. John is just stronger at this than I am with with his faith in the fact that the Jets might put together a good game. And, hey, it's the NFL. You never know. Maybe they stay close. But I think this is a chance. Belichick, probably his most frustrating season in New England, because if you think back to 2008, that was the year Brady got hurt in the opener against the Chiefs in Foxborough. He tore his ACL, was done for the year. And a lot of people thought that was going to be the end of the Patriots that year. They did not make the playoffs, but they did go 11-5 and that year with uh, Matt Castle as the quarterback. And that was one of those goofy years. They only had two wild card teams. Now they have three that came in this year in the NFL. They changed the playoff format, expanding it. But that was one of those goofy years where the Dolphins won that division with a better record than the Patriots, and an 11-5 and team actually missed the playoffs in the AFC that year because the wild cards were so good. You rarely, rarely ever see that, and you're never going to see it probably again with three wild cards in each conference. But this is probably the most frustrating season for Belichick in New England. I think whoever is a quarterback, they find a way to win this one by more than seven. So give me the Patriots to beat the Jets by more than seven points in the Monday night game. He's John Spataro. I'm Jason Gotch. Coming up on State Lines, we're going to wrap it up by giving you our Bears pick once again for all the listeners just joining the show. And then John and I will have our three best bets against the spread. All that and more right after this. you aboard on state lines you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of illinois each and every week right here as we're wrapping up our week nine picks for you this is our favorite segment of the show because we give you our best bets against the spread john and i each give you three of those plus 
we recap our picks in the Bears game. So, John, for the listeners just joining us, they might have just clicked on their radio. Bears-Titans on Sunday down in Nashville. The Bears are a six-and-a-half point favorite in that contest. The total on the board right now is 46-and-a-half. Uh, recap for the listeners, how you think that one's going to play out from the gambler's perspective. Yeah, I like the Titans to win outright and cover in this game with a giant asterisk. You have to wait and see who's going to be on the field for the Bears. They are currently going through a COVID-19 outbreak. It's going to happen to most teams this year where you just don't know who's going to play. It seems like it's hitting the offensive line. It seems like there's going to be some second and third and possibly practice squad guys getting time this week. I really, really stress to wait it out. If you're listening to this on a Saturday or Sunday morning, make sure you wait and get as late into the morning hours as you can before kickoff before the noon kickoff of the Bears game the line's going to adjust accordingly as we keep hearing that guys get cut or get moved around or get quarantined or whatever's going to happen so it's at six and a half which seems like a pretty good number I may even think about taking the Bears if everything was equal however it's not you're going to find out that guys are not playing uh, out of precautionary reasons or maybe injuries that were underreported because of all this all this hype and, and media attention for the COVID uh, situation so be patient figure it out if you want to uh, make a play on it I would suggest the Titans and, uh, and maybe even an outright play for them as well I think that they're going to win this game just because the Bears need a lot of help and uh, anything going against them it can can really derail the game for them and this is certainly something going against them uh, this COVID situation so give me the Titans all right, John's on the Titans. I am as well. Again, a part of this for me, though, is not just the COVID. It's the Bears' offense is too inconsistent to bet on right now, and I think that the Titans are the better team. So if you're looking at the better team at home against a team with a good defense, the Bears, but the offense just has been so inconsistent, though they seem to find a way to always make the game close, but I don't know if that's going to happen this week. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Bears do not cover that 6.5 points. I think the Titans might put some points on the board this week and the Bears get some points in garbage time. So give me the over of the 46.5. I'm going to go ahead and lay the points, take the Tennessee Titans, uh, take the over of 46.5 in that Bears contest this week, but not one of my best bets, though. If you want to throw a little money on it because you want to watch it on TV, Certainly understandable, not the best gambling philosophy because you're in this to make money, not just be entertained. But if you like to mix those two together, might want to throw a little bit on the Titans and the over. John, I'm going to throw the floor over to you now because it's it's that time. You had a good week last week. You were 2-1 and one with your best bets. You also hit on outside your best bets, taking the Bears plus the points against the Saints. So John Spataro on a little bit of a roll right here. Give the listeners a few more winners. Sure hope so. Here goes nothing. I'm going to start uh, in the AFC. There's a game going on in Jacksonville this weekend. It's going to be between the Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Both of these teams having bad years. They're both 1-6. Texans come in 1-6 against the spread as well. Jaguars just a little bit better, 2-5 uh, and five against the spread. These two teams have played already in Houston. Uh, the Texans won by 16 points. Uh, I, I think that this one is going to go similarly. I think the Texans are going to be able to cover uh, a pretty decent size spread in this one. It's right around a touchdown uh, as a favorite for the Texans. Uh, and I'm going to take them. I, I think that they're going to be uh, a better team, uh, you know, than, than the Jaguars most days of the week. And especially since these two teams have played already, I don't think uh, the Jaguars' uh, home field advantage um, is going to account for, you know, what would have to be nine points or so uh, compared to the first game between these two teams. So give me the Texans. I'm not necessarily uh, excited about 
about watching this game because it's really inconsequential in the NFL picture right now. However, um, I'm always looking for an edge and a spot that I think I can make uh, a little bit of money. So give me the Texans in that one. Then we're going to go to a game uh, between the Colts and the Baltimore Ravens. I was on the Ravens last week as home favorites. Now they are on the road as favorites, one and a half points or so against the Colts in Indianapolis. I'm going to go with the Colts in this one. I really think that the Baltimore Ravens are having a tough time. They're really not getting what they want to uh, on offense. They're not getting the same level of production from Lamar Jackson. The running back situation has been a little weird of late. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram had kind of been the cornerstone back in that backfield. He's been out and in with injuries, and they've had a couple of other guys cycling through. It just doesn't seem like everything is in place there. On the other side, the Colts seem to be trending upwards and really putting together some decent games. And they're five and two. I mean, we saw them as Bears fans uh, come into Soldier Field and kind of win a, a stinker of a game between those two. Uh, but since then, they've been able to put together a, a little bit of a of a streak here against some bad teams. They put up 41 points against the Detroit Lions last week. They put up 31 uh, and won a close game, uh, but still got the job done against the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, those teams are not the Baltimore Ravens. However, with the line the way it's at, you know, getting points as a home dog. I know Jason always loves a good home dog. Uh, that just makes it all, all the more worthwhile for me to take a look at the Colts this week. So all in all, maybe not the better team every single week, but right now I think the way that the Colts and the Ravens are coming into this game gives me enough to back Phillip Rivers uh, on the home field, and they're going to get it done. I think they're going to win in this game as well. It's going to be hard for them to cover and not win. I think they're going to win outright as well. And then finally, the game of the week, and I mentioned it last week, there's an old gambling adage, you don't give up an opportunity to bet on Ben DiNucci, who was the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys now, in case you missed it. That team, the wheels have completely fallen off. I mean, the Cowboys are on TV a lot. A lot of people, fans of the team, and get to see them very up close. If you haven't, if you've managed to miss it, I would recommend uh, looking away for this uh, Sunday's matchup between the Steelers and the Cowboys. This one is shaping up to be a steamroller on the side of the Steelers. I really do think that this game is going to be non-competitive. Look, the Cowboys haven't scored more than 10 points in nearly a month. This game is very, very tough to see this being anything but a blowout. Now, I know that I've discouraged in the past betting on big numbers, and this one is a big number. The, the Steelers are getting close to two touchdowns. However, there is no reason for me to believe, just like I said about the New York Jets last week, there is no reason for me to believe that the Dallas Cowboys in their current shape, in their current skill position, dilemma that they have at the quarterback Ezekiel Elliott kind of going through a little bit of an injury scare right now too there is no reason for me to think that this game is going to be competitive I'm just going to trust my gut on this one lay the big favorite and take the Pittsburgh Steelers and hopefully um, make some money as I have to watch yet another Dallas Cowboys game so to recap give me the Texans on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars give me the Colts at home as home underdogs against the Ravens and yes Give me all the points you can because I don't think this one's even going to be close. Give me the Steelers in Big D against the Cowboys. All right, John Spataro locked in with some winners right there for week number nine. Now it's my turn, Jason Gotch, to give you my best bets against the spread. I'm actually going the other way as John on that Cowboys game. Not that I disagree with much of what John says. The Cowboys have been awful this year. But I think this is a huge letdown spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Think about the last couple weeks from for Pittsburgh. Two weeks ago, 
They go to Tennessee, and they hand the Titans their first loss of the season. That was when Steven Goskowski missed that field goal that would have sent that game into overtime for Tennessee. And then last week, the Steelers go to Baltimore, and they beat their arch rival, the Baltimore Ravens. So two huge games in two previous weeks for the Steelers. Uh, they win them both. If ever there was a spot for a letdown, it was right here, or will be right here in Dallas on Sunday. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I don't think the Cowboys win that game, but from a gambling perspective, using that that those those structural things where you look at home dogs and you look at a game's upcoming or letdown spots, I think this is a, a typical flat spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers against an inferior opponent. Oh, they'll win this game, but it'll be closer than people think. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Dallas Cowboys plus the 9.5 points. I'm also going to go ahead and jump on the Denver Broncos in Atlanta. Uh, the Broncos, their defense is all right. Their offense is clicking at times with Drew Locke. But I think the Falcons are a little overrated here. They're playing better for Raheem Morris, but at home, laying 3.5 to Denver. I think the, the Broncos win a close game, or worst-case scenario, they lose it by about 3 points. So I'll go ahead and take the Broncos. I'll lay the three and a half points in that game in Atlanta coming up on Sunday. And my last one for you right here, the Buffalo Bills, the number one team, the first place team right now in the AFC. Boy, that feels really, really weird to say when you think about uh, the Buffalo Bills and where they've been the last 20 years or so behind the Patriots, but not this year. They're at home getting a point and a half from the Seahawks. This is one of the better games you're going to see this coming Sunday. I think Josh Allen gets it done at home. I think Seattle goes on the road and they lose a close game here. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Buffalo Bills on their own field in a statement game against a very good Seattle Seahawks team that could actually be in the Super Bowl uh, later on this season. But I think Buffalo gets the best of Seattle this week. So to wrap it up, I'm taking the Broncos as a best bet, plus three and a half. I'm taking the Bills at home, getting a point and a half for their game against the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm taking Dallas for a Steelers letdown here. I'm taking Dallas plus the nine and a half at home against a much better Pittsburgh team, though one I think is due for a letdown. For Jason Gotch this week, the dogs are barking in week number nine of the NFL season. That'll do it for the week nine edition of State Lines. He's John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the winners, and we'll talk to you next next week for week number 10 of our show. Have a great weekend, everybody. This show is for entertainment purposes only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.